Corpa MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast, presented by FXR Racing, and of course, Racetech. Guess what? RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and those bullet bikes, street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, free three-day shipping, over 75 bucks. It's so easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com should be the premier shopping destination for you guys out there. But first, before you guys go there, go to KieferIncTesting.com. Click on the RMATVMC banner right there on the homepage, and you can continue to live your life, continue to shop. And what that does, it helps us on the back end, lets them know that you like the show, that you like listening to my sick voice right now. And then uh, it gives us a little slice of what you guys are purchasing. So thank you guys for doing that. And, of course, FXRRacing.com. You want some new gear? Helium line out. Revo line. The man sitting here in studio today, we're going to talk about the 2022 Honda CRF 450 Works Edish. That's right, the Works Edish. Um, he wears FXR. Uh, he goes there, and he, he uses the code KKMX35. Save yourself 30% off. That's a huge discount for gear. Great stuff, great colorways this year. Um, Kiefer Limited Edition probably is sold out. There is a couple sizes available, but it's very rare. Dave's going to be fucking with his mic the whole time in this whole podcast, so <laughs> I can't wait for that. To do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, fxrracing.com. Go visit them and uh, yeah, enjoy your life. And if you have any questions, as always, chris at kieferinktesting.com is my lovely, lovely email that just keeps going ding, ding, ding all day long. Racetech. Racetech.com. At any point, Dave, did you use Racetech on your stuff? Uh, back when I was a TV to beginner. Really? Mm-hmm. Cowie? Yamaha. Yamaha. Why is he Paul Feed? Paul Feed, yep, did suspension and then... Pops, t- Pops tell you to go there? We uh, we crashed and that, back then they didn't have the removable subframe. It's just all one big frame. Yep. So I bent the subframe and he bent it back for us. Paul did. Paul did, yep. <clears throat> That's right. See what Paul does for people, dude? I didn't even know Paul back then, but he's a smart human being, way smarter than David, I, David and I here. Um, go visit them. You want some gold valves. You want suspension work done. Uh, they have engine seminars that are going on. Go visit them over at racetech.com. Uh, use the email sales at racetech.com to save yourself uh, a little chunk of what you guys are buying over there. So thank you to the guys over at racetech. And as always, thank you to all of our sponsors here. Uh, Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Chevrolet of Colleen, Texas, Pro Taper, 6D Helmets, Oregon Old Timers Association, that's right. If you're old, like Dave and I, you want to go race? Actually, you did do a one with me this year. Really old Timers Race, yeah. <laughs> um, maybe it was you, maybe it was Mike. I think it was Mike because I think I was working. That's right, you don't go race with me, it's sad. That's not true. You know, it's uh, not true. We'll get into that, too. I can't wait for all of this to break it down. <laughs> OregonOldTimers.com, go visit them, go racing. It's fun with your buddies. ScreenPrintingDone.com, you guys want some shirts? That's the guy, Neil. <laughs> He kicks you down some free shirts. Good dude. Dunlop. David, what's your combo? What's your Dunlop combo? MX-33s. 
33 straight around? Front and rear, yep. All right, mine's a 3S, 33. Mm-hmm. Have you got a 3S lately? Have you looked around? No. <clears throat> they're hard to come by. Yeah, but they're fun. They're out there. They're out there if you can find them. But 3S I just, is better. I just usually go get it and get what I got. And get what I got? Yeah. I know. We're going to talk about that, too. We're going to get all kinds of cool stuff here in this all show. All right. Your grips, your bar choice, everything. Personal uh, preference. A Plum Creek funding. Zach, get yourself uh, refied. <laughs> Dave, if you and Steph are going to get a house, mm-hmm. Plum Creek funding. Zach will help you guys. Okay. Do that. Does he get first responders a discount or help out? He will. He's, yeah. a, he's a patriot. Zach. Right, even better. He is a patriot. Because we're He looking. loves Americans, and he wants to help all of us dirt bike dudes out and women. Well, we're looking, so... Uh, blood lubricants. Get yourself uh, a case of 1040 Pro Series blood. David doesn't do that, but he should. Uh, it's, use the word kefir. Save yourself 25% off a case, David. You ever want to do that? It's the first time you ever talked to me about oils. That's true. So you never really asked about I it. I never have. No. Bloodlubricants.com. Use uh, the savings word kefir. It's just like, uh, what was the movie when it's the password is? Nipple. <laughs> No. <laughs> what was that movie? New England. Oh, uh, cable, cable guy. Cable guy. <laughs> nipple. <laughs> it's not nipple. Don't use that <clears throat> that password on blood lubricant. It's, it's Kiefer. Kiefer. It's not nipple. Uh, okay, Kiefer. and last but not least, just came on board. This is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, mission Imaging. That's right. MRI Center. We all, we all ride. I mean, if you ride, chances are very high that you had an MRI done, right? Robert Kong over at Mission Imaging. If you're in SoCal... You want to wait around for your doctor, insurance. You know, you just want to get your shit handled. This is what I did when I got my knee, Dave. I went to Robert, said, hey, I don't want to sit around and wait for my doctor to order a, a, an MRI, then have insurance prove it two, three weeks later. Then I got to wait in line to go to an, an MRI center. F it. Called Robert, got me in the same day. I paid 350 bucks. Boom, MRI done, same day, bam. So... Mission Imaging, if you guys want an MRI or need one, he obviously takes insurance as well. But if you just want it in and out, he can get you in the same day. Very accommodating. He's a rider. He's a good dude. 909-433-0575. Mission Imaging. They're in Colton, California. There you go. Good to have. You need to get an MRI. <laughs> For what? <laughs> Dick. <laughs> <clears throat> Hey, uh, what's up, guys? It's Chris here, and I'm sick. Mm-hmm. No, I do not have the Rona. Everyone goes, hey, you got the Rona? No, I don't have the Rona. I had the Rona, uh, God, uh, I don't know, in February? Yeah, beginning of the year. And uh, I went to, so just got back from Colorado, peeps. Had some good training, good, logged some miles with my kid on the road bike. Uh, rode some deep dirt, but then I got sick. And guess who got me sick? The wife. She was the host. Mm-hmm. The hostess with the mostess, Heather Kiefer, got Aiden and I sick. So I got a head cold. I'm drained out my ass. So if I sound stuffed up, I don't have my normal, hey, uh, all right. You sound stuffed up. <laughs> it, makes, it might make it a little bit better, like for my radio voice, right? A little deeper. Yeah. <laughs> the password is nibble. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna have some fun here. Oh, All right, man. so let's get let's get to this, Dave. David Martinez, he's been my friend for Jesus, gosh, twenty some years. Twenty some years. We go way back in the nineties. We used to race CRC together. Um, Atlanta Grand Prix. Atlanta Grand Prix. What else? What else? Right, oh, the twenty four hour race. Twenty four hours of yeah. Glen Helen. 
Comes back from the Bernardo days when we used to oh, go yeah. do trail rides with Bernardo. Yeah. You've been around. Dave is a staple in our little clique here yeah. in the high des. Um, but also David's um, one of those guys. He's your guy. So if you're listening, and you're, just, I'm going to try to relate to you guys out here. David is the guy. So you're a fireman. Mm-hmm. You work, 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 and especially nowadays with firemen, all your guys' overtime and forced and all this shit that you guys do, sometimes you're working your ball. You just came from a fire for three weeks mm-hmm. up north in Tahoe area? What was it? Uh, up in, up north by Susanville. Susanville? An uh, hour outside of uh, Reno. So he's collecting money, loves to ride dirt bikes. You think about dirt bikes all the time. That's all I think about. Right. You wake up, it's family, dirt bikes, mm-hmm. similar to everyone else here that listens to this podcast. But dude, David, is his shit is tight. Like... He can have a two-year-old bike, and it looks like it's never been ridden. So Dave just sold a Yamaha, mm-hmm. YZ450, 2020? 2020. He's been on a Yamaha for a while. Mm-hmm. Just recently, he just picked up 2022 Honda CRF450R WE. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do a little pod about this because I know a lot about this bike because obviously I've had some time on it already, and then I rode yours. Um, so we're going to give people some settings, a um, little difference of what this bike is about versus the standard bike, why you purchased this bike, what made, you, made your decision to go spend $14,000, mm-hmm. $14,000. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. You could have bought a, a Yamaha for 8800 at Power Motorsports. It's true. And you have. Last Yamaha I, was a Power Motorsports. It was, yep. David Sibley helped hook and us up. And it was at eight, nine grand, right? It was about nine grand, yeah. Well, it was <clears throat> eighty five hundred bucks, and then four hundred bucks to have it shipped. So, so we're going to talk about the RWE. If you guys are interested in that, and if you have one, um, we're just going to banter about it. And I'm going to give you guys a breakdown of what I feel like, uh, what I would do. Obviously, I think it's going to be different than David's opinion, but I like to have David here because. Um, he fits a lot of the demographic that listens to the show. So, like I said, works a lot, and he spends his money. I mean, the money that you do have, it goes straight to dirt bikes. Yep. I mean, you have a nice truck. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's your one vehicle. Mm-hmm. The extra money that you get, it's your dirt bike. Pretty much, yeah. <clears throat> that uh, gear, you know, stuff's expensive, so. Why do you ride? You're 47? 47. 47. So I started riding. My dad used to take my brother and I riding when I was, since I was five. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> dad has since passed away. My dad passed away two years ago. Good and, dude. And uh, served in the military. Two terms in Vietnam. Yep. Uh, but taught me how to do everything myself and, and how to ride. And we took me racing back in the day and stuff. So fast forward to adulthood. <clears throat> my job is stressful. You're up all the time. I see a lot of bad things like most firemen do. So for me, riding my dirt bike helps me unplug my brain from work and go and have fun with my buddies. And we like to push each other and have a good time. Like you and I, hey, we're doing laps today. We're doing motos. We're going to, hey, try this corner better or whatever. Right. For me, that unplugs my brain from the everyday life and go out and have some fun and makes my whole life better. You have a lovely, I'm going to call her your wife, but you mm-hmm. should marry her. We're going to. Okay. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. And waiting on your dumbass. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Stephanie is your other half. This the other key part of this whole RWE thing is <laughs> Stephanie's chill. She's not up your ass. She understands like uh, as a woman, they require time, right? And we all know this. Uh, you come back for three weeks. You know, you might be home a day, and then you're off going riding. She's not freaking out. So this is another huge thing that we always talk about home life. And you see me, you know, talk about this on the show, and it might be. Uh, a little bit overkill, but this is a huge part of your your deal. Like you wouldn't be able to do a lot of the stuff if you had a psycho chick. Mm-mm. So absolutely not. 
So Stephanie, if she's probably not going to listen to this, but if she does, kudos to you. Um, she actually wanted to get you this bike. She actually purchased this bike for you. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So awesome. For those of you guys listening that have wives that buy you motorcycles, that is awesome. Heather has done that, surprised me on, I don't know, more than one occasion. Mm-hmm. Bought me a Husqvarna. Yep. Rockstar D. Did she put it in the in the bathroom or something? Yeah, she put it in the yep. bathroom. One day I came home and I'm just doing shit and she's like looking at me weird. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, mm-hmm. shouldn't you got to go to the bathroom? I'm like, no, I don't got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and she, so then I went in for something and it was sitting in there. So The way Stephanie looks at it is, <clears throat> all right, dirt bikes with my friends. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. I don't go drinking. I don't go clubbing. I'm home. We did that though. We did back in the day. You and yeah. I did. Uh-huh. Right at night, rocks cl- or uh, uh-huh. blue parrot. Yeah, X one hundred three point nine. Dory Sowers, last call. Oh, yeah. menthols. <laughs> <laughs> we did some dumb stuff. The shit that we did. Oh my god. We could have a whole podcast just about like TBT shit. Oh my like, gosh. Yeah, we did some dumb shit. But she's like, uh, you know, I have good time. I drip. That's all I do. And if I hang out, the only person I hang out with is you, Joe. Yeah. Right, so their bike thing is easy for her because we still do family stuff, but I ride once, twice a week if I can. Mm-hmm. Weekends when I'm off. I have a race. We're going to race the Vet National, which is something to train for. I'm going to mark this down because i got to talk to you about this. It's another issue that I have. <laughs> and that, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so. So, okay, so what made you want to purchase a Honda? So about six months ago, you and myself and Matt were at Fox Raceway. Vaj? Bosch. Yep. And we're doing prep stuff for Loretta's. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> somebody next to us had a workstation Honda that was putting triple clamps on it. Remember that? Oh, Adrian at Ride Engineering. He right? was testing clamps. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which was my bike. My test bike. So you you went around riding. You go ride this. I went riding it. And this is the end of the day. And I couldn't get off of it. Right. I liked it. I liked the way it felt. It was just different than a Yamaha. And I'm not a good, I don't turn very well. And the Yamaha, from my skill level, it doesn't turn very well. So I need something to help me turn better. And the Honda turns better than the Yamaha does. Right. So I got off, and you're like, dude, you look way better on a Honda. Yeah, I and do. That, I do that to you a lot. You do that to me a lot. But I got off, I'm like, I felt really good. And everybody's like, dude, you should try to get a Honda. So right. at that particular time, I've been on Yamahas. I love Yamahas. They're stable. But I wanted something different to kind of recharge the batteries, something to tinker around with, something to try. And I like the Honda. Right. And, and, the, and let me tell you. I will say this: Honda looks way better than Yamaha. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like when it when you have a Honda, like I've said this before on the shows, it, it makes you want to ride. Oh, for you sure. You walk out in the shop. Yeah. You're like, you're like, oh my god, I want to ride. That thing looks good. You walk out in the shop, and I see a Yamaha. It doesn't really necessarily make me want to ride mm-hmm. until I ride it. And I'm like, oh, this thing's good. But the Honda just yeah. looks good. Yeah. You know, it invites you to go ride. Oh it. yeah, for sure. Um, so a couple things with the Honda RWE people, the 2022, there's a couple new proprietary things to the works edition. Unlike in 2021, it shared the same valving. It shared the same suspension spec. It just had coatings, right? So this year it has proprietary valving settings. We, uh, I shouldn't say we, I guess yeah, it is. We, we, uh, went out with Showa, made new settings for this bike to help it hold up more because with the the coatings on the fork, it moves, it's slicker, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it moves more. So yeah. what we found out, and I'm sure other media people have found out, that it gets soft. It feels softer. So it just, it just moves. It's active. Um, in one part, that's good, less friction, right? But then you need to compensate that with valving to try to make it hold up more. So Honda did do that, Honda and Showa. 
So the shock is also 18-millimeter shaft, which is different from the stock one, which is 16-millimeter shaft, coated, um, different internal valving settings. So if you guys are getting a WE, you're getting different suspension than you are on the 22 standard edition, okay? Another thing that's different, ECU, which we're going to talk about. You rode the 20. I gave Dave my 22 test bike to ride before he got his because he got back from the fire and didn't have anything to ride. So I said, hey, man, ride this until you get your bike. And ECU is different on the works edition than it is on the standard edition. It's not the same um, maps. Um, You still have three maps, but it is different to go with the ported head. Now, there has been some rumblings from MXA that – did you read this? No. Um, which uh, props to MXA for researching this. They pulled apart a works edition and looked inside the head, and they said it really wasn't ported, you know, quote, air quotes. Um, looks, it looks um, touched up, but nonetheless, it is different than the standard. If you look a standard CRF 450R head, then looks at the works, works edition, you can see how it's polished. Uh, that's what the whole debate was. Is it port and polished? Is just ported? It's port and polished. This is what we're going with, Okay. And yes, it is different, and it is a lot different on the track, and we will get to that. So that part of it is obviously different, what you guys know about, but it was kind of cool that the ECU settings are matched to that head with the Yoshimir muffler. Um, I know we had some problems last year. We got those bikes, and it was uh, D-cell pop, dirty down low, and it just wasn't right. I still have a little bit of D-cell pop on the 22. Did you notice that? Mm. I did on yours. Yes. Yes. So off throttle, I think you listen to Swap Moto. Don talks a, lo- a little bit about it. I haven't really seen anything for MXA, but I was curious to see if it was just my unit that had some D cell pop and maybe it was just older gas or whatever. But as we ran through some tanks, and then I found out from other media outlets that their bikes are popping as well. So it doesn't, on the 22 standard edition, it doesn't really affect the power. But in this works edition, it's clean, a lot different. Um, obviously graphics are different, mm-hmm. um, comes with Kevlar rental grips, which you took off, which we're going to cover that in a minute. Yep. <clears throat> um, what else am I missing, Dave? Seat cover. Seat cover, throttle jockey seat cover. Yeah. Which is nice because I like a non-slip cover, mm-hmm. which is a really nice cover, by the way. Yeah, I like it. Um, suspension, exhaust, we talked about. Yep, ECU settings in the head. Chain, the DID chain. Yep. I don't know. It's a little bit better chain, gold chain. DIDs, I don't have any ties to chains. I buy my own chains. Mm-hmm. DID ERT3 is the best chain there is if yeah. you're going through a non-O-ring chain. Right. That is a strong chain. You yeah. never get jacked on an ERT3. So if you're wondering what chains to get, Rocky Mountain, DID, ERT3, that's where I go and get it. Do you shop at Rocky Mountain? Yeah. Why do you go to the fucking local dude? Why don't you just shop at Rocky Mountain? <laughs> Click on my banner, dude. Help me out. What the I've, fuck, I've man? I've bought a few things. Few. But you like buy tires? You, buy, you bought twin walls, which we're going to talk about here in about 20 minutes. Yeah. Keep I can't wait. <laughs> it's easy to go to... Well, I go over here at Abbott. It, you don't have to do anything. You I don't know. have to drive. It ships in two days. You don't have to do anything. Nothing. Are you scared? Do you like the experience? <laughs> yes. No, and this is actually a serious question because people ask me, hey, you're killing dealers with, with Rocky Mountain. It, is the dude a fucking awesome guy in there? No. Right. 
<laughs> I guess the convenience, like I want it now kind of thing, so I can put it together and be done with it. I don't know. You're at work in the in the firehouse, you're well, doing fuck all sometimes. Sometimes I am, but sometimes I'm off. I got two days off. I'm like, I'm going to go get some stuff, come back, get the bike <clears> prepped, <throat> so when I come back off work, I can go ride. I don't know. All right. Well, can you order some shit from Rocky Mountain? Yes, I will. Thank you. Uh, so overall, the works edition is, is it, this is a question that I'm going to get asked, and we're going to talk about it, is, is it worth whatever $10,000, you know, $5,000 more? Because how much could you have got a 22 R for? Do you even, did you even check? Probably about 10. Almost 11? Probably 10, maybe 11, maybe. So you could spend three grand. Yeah. More, four grand. Mm -hmm. Let's just call it four grand more. Mm -hmm. Um, there is some differences. So mm -hmm. right off the bat, I'm going to start with the engine for me, and then we'll talk about it with mm -hmm. you. This thing is fast, dude. Yeah. Okay? And it's a lot smoother down low, similar to last year, but for me, the delivery is faster, and it has more RPM response than last year's WE. Now, I will say it is easier to manage the low end with the works edition than it is with the R. The R is snappy on map one. I'm a map one, map two guy. I don't even F with map three. In the standard edition. In the works edition okay. and the standard edition. Okay. Um, never mess with map three. Mm -hmm. It's just too much for me, too short, I'm out. Mm -hmm. They Honda wanted to make the map switches different, which you can actually feel the difference. You tried those today. Mm -hmm. Um but the RWE is a smooth roll-on, but once you're out of area three of the corner, you better shift your weight forward. And I was telling you this today. You're gassing it out of this end of these corners, and your body weight is not <laughs> – your no. body position is not ready, no. and you're getting forced back yep. on the bike, right? Mm -hmm. you got to lean forward because it's eating, and it's fucking moving. There's a lots of real traction on the WE that I can't find on the R. Mm -hmm. it, it's almost like, Wow. Is that porting? I, I think it's that, the little work that they did inside the ports, muffler, mm -hmm. and then the ECU combination. Um, to me, and this is my opinion, the Yoshimura muffler on this is a smoother roll-on muffler than the stock one. The stock one has more bottom end. If you just put a Yosh on the R, it smooths it out right away and broadens the middle, and maybe I don't even feel anything on top. So I'm getting a little bit in the middle. If you want to kill a little bit of low end, put a Yosh on and smooth it out, and that could be better for you. This is the world of 450 mufflers, right? 250 mufflers, you want power. 450 mufflers, you're looking for how it's delivered across the board. And I think what Honda did with this power band is what I feel like I would like the R to be. But nonetheless, the WE is a smoother roll-on, gets up into the R's quicker, and then pulls longer. I read, I went down the straightaway in second gear, and I had my KTM today. It has ECU on it, and it revved farther, longer, than my KTM with a Vortex and a muffler, which was impressive to me. With a stock ECU on the WE, second gear was very long. I don't get that second gear length on the R. Mm -hmm. So right away, I feel the difference. Like, if you had them back-to-back -back in, in our testing world, it, if if... The R is a three. That's a baseline number, three. The WE is a four. That's a huge difference. One point is like your grandma getting on the bike, and she can feel the difference between the two, and mm -hmm. she doesn't even ride, right? Mm -hmm. So for you, getting on it today, you rode the R. What did you think about the standard R when you rode it before we get into the WE talk? <clears throat> I thought it was good. I liked the way that it cornered. Okay. The power felt good. 
Don't uh, worry about the corner. Let's talk about the engine. I, I thought it, it it was different, way different than Yamaha. What and in what aspect? Uh, from what my Yamaha was, I used your map, the Kiefer map, I think in it. Mm-hmm. I think the TP three two map, but uh, TP three also. I think so. Okay. I have. To, I was using two of those. So <clears throat> I like a hard hitting but mellow, progressively getting doesn't fall off kind of power. You like a lot of touch. Yeah, but like when not, I'm on the gas, I want to be a go. Right. So. <clears throat> But not to where it rips my arms out of the sockets, to where I'm just, it right. just keeps pulling. So you want it all. I like it like that. Right. So the Honda, kind of, it come out of the corners was pretty good. Um, the power was good, and I really couldn't ride it. It was different my Yamaha, so I couldn't ride it like as hard as I wanted to because I wasn't used to it. So, mm-hmm. But the way the bike felt was good. I mean, the power felt good. I liked it. I thought I could work with it. So Now you get on your WE. Mm-hmm. Difference. This bike was awesome. Okay. Uh it's completely different than your t- your bike you have. Right. Uh, the ECU is different. The bike's clean. Uh, I broke it in, and the power is just unbelievable. It's very usable. Super easy to use. Right. And I was tried all three maps. Uh, yeah. I like map one myself. Okay. I was on map three, which you're talking about. The thing would pull me out of the corners. I mean, right. a little too much. But the standard map, map one, was where I liked it. I come in the corner, I'm on the gas. It would pull hard. Um my corner speed isn't as good as yours, so I want to get going as quick as I can to the next corner. Right. And it felt great. <clears throat> Once we did a little technique stuff, and I can ride that bike a l- way different than Yamaha. Does the bike feel lighter? Oh, yeah. Okay. But for me, State Fair wasn't rough today. Right. Let's be honest. Yeah. The corners are good, so learning, I can, from today, that mm-hmm. I can corner the Honda better than my, my Yamaha. Yeah, and I'll concur because I watch you ride, and you're a little stabby with your corners, right? Yes. And if you guys don't know what that is and listening, what is stabby is like he, you, uh, you're off the throttle before area one of the corner. You get on, and then area two, you let off. And yeah, then the bike almost stands up, yeah. and then you get back on it again, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was trying to teach Dave how to roll his corners and help himself out. And then in area two, gas it a little bit more, give it a little bit of throttle. And what that does, it helps you stick down in. But for a guy that's not used to cornering, it's when you have it that far leaned into a rut, Throttle is your friend. Throttle keeps you upright. Right. Okay? So you're leaning with throttle. That The momentum will keep you in the pocket and upright. You let off. That's when you wash your front end or you fall over or you stand up. Right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Honda WE has lots of rear-wheel traction to me. Very connected. Even to my KTM, which is very connected, I feel like it's as good mm-hmm. with all of the bells and whistles I have on my orange bike. Uh I will say that it does pull more up on top. I like that. Um, so overall, the engine for me is is a friendlier version of the R with a longer pull. Mm-hmm. That's how I can explain it to the guy wanting to know the difference. You're not getting a race engine. You're not going to get it all You know, on the front side where you're like, holy shit, so much bottom in. Honestly, the R has more hit than this WE. And I don't think that's any surprise. I think you guys watch this other media outlets and they say the same shit. Yeah. But it's a little bit more so this year than it has been for me in the past. Mm-hmm. Maybe that, I think most of that would be, I would assume, ECU settings because it has a Yosh and a ported you know, head last year. Nothing's changed in that area. Um, <clears throat> and it's nice to have a full Yosh system versus mm-hmm. a slip-on. Yep. Um, it's a nice-looking system, Asri. Um uh, I'm not a huge fan of the old, what is it, RS9? It looks like a bazooka. But the RS12, this new one is yeah. nice. It's yeah, a it's nice clean, shape. Yep. Clean look. Not too big. It's nice. 
So overall, engine feeling is very long, easier to use. Um, I will say um, the engine, as it spools up into higher RPMs, it does vibrate more, but it you change bars, which we'll get to, and maybe that's some of it. But like just in the normal sense of things while we're moving this you know podcast along to the chassis, I will say as the motor spools up, you can feel more vibration in your feet and your in your hands than you can on other bikes. One thing I do want to talk about we didn't talk about is engine braking. Mm-hmm. It's free. Yeah. Uh, compared to the Yamaha. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yamaha has a lot of engine braking. Yes. Uh, so very front-end heavy feeling. This mm-hmm. is more of an even feel when you let off the throttle. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a little bit of pitching, but we'll get to the suspension in a minute. But I just want to let you guys know that there's not a lot of engine braking. And it will get better. You've only had an hour or whatever on it, right? Yeah, maybe an hour today. So it will free up some more, and it does get better. I like that. Mm-hmm. And I like you rode my KTM a little bit today, too. And you mentioned how free it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's... Uh, Obviously, my KTM has some work done. It's a little freer feeling, but for a stock 450, it's it's loose. It's it's nice. It feels like it's uh, not heavy off throttle. Yeah. So, and if you guys look at the the weight differences in you know in these bikes, the Honda's a little bit a light, a little bit lighter, but it's not a lot lighter than the Yamaha. But it feels on the track, yeah. it feels light. It definitely feels lighter. Yeah. Um, all right. So chassis for me, nothing's nothing's different there, guys. Uh, the power does make it feel less harsh to me, the way the power is delivered. I've explained this many times. Honda is a, is a slippery slope when it comes to trying to find chassis balance, okay? And to get chassis balance and more comfort, sometimes that has to come from the engine. It sounds weird, but when you add a little bit of smoothness, long, broad power, you get less harshness from this engine because it's not binding up the chassis. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't get a lot of rigidity. Again, not a lot of bumps today. But I'm so used to riding these bikes that I'm I'm used to this rigid feeling from a Honda, and it's a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Do you care about that? You're 180? Yeah, 185. 185. Uh, I have in the past. I've ridden some of your Hondas, mm-hmm. and it's the chassis was like horrible. Okay. That's when, I be, that's when we decided, like, I'm a chassis kind of guy. Because uh-huh. Yamahas are stable no matter what track you're riding. That's what you want. That's what I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. That's why I've always ridden Yamaha's because it's just easy to ride, especially like the Vet National Glen Helen. The track is sore, like a bomb went off. Right. So I want something stable. So riding the work six months ago around that, your works Honda with the triple clamps on there, the track was, you know, it was semi rough, not bad, but it seemed like that feeling was gone. I'm like, okay. Right. Plus, getting on somebody else's bike, it's hard to ride. And t- until I get a bike, that, it's my bike I set up for myself to get really a good feel for it. So. I really like that Honda, so that's why I decided to get this one. But So today, ruddy track, not very fast. We're going to move it along to Glen Helen later in the week, mm-hmm. but stability is not an issue for you? No, not, not today, but it's not rough but either. It's not rough, but State Fair we use in the world of uh, some testing. It's not really a suspension testing, but it's a good chassis place to test because you, get, you can get a lot of pitching and on-off feeling from the chassis here at, at this track. Because one of the more tackier tracks we have here in Southern California, and it does have, you know, ruts, air quotes, for West Coast conditions. Um, so we do like that. And this thing, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a little, it's flatter, it's comfortable. I will say on lean, on throttle, it does feel a little bit stiffer. Mm-hmm. But you East Coast guys, soft dirt, I'm telling you right now, this is the bike for me. Like if I was East Coast guy, I rode soft dirt, ruts, deep. This chassis is good. I like that feeling. 
Hey guys, sorry to interrupt. We're going to include some commercials right now. Just get about seven minutes of your life. Listen to them. Save yourself some money. We'll be right back. All-American Chevrolet in Killeen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper 8 and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Killeen. Chevy, find new roads. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirts! Get your sassy T-shirts! Yeah! Good morning. We didn't catch your name last night. ScreenPrintingDone.com I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. I need that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com Let's get into this T-shirt. It's a cute top. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com That does sound awesome. I see things no one should ever see. I got a pretty dope sense of humor, bro. ScreenPrintingDone.com <laughs> You an older dude looking to race some races, maybe looking to do some longer motos? OregonOldTimers.com is coming out with a new 2021 schedule. We will have that up on the new shows in January. So check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. Any questions about going to the Old Timers Association, hit me up, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com, and I'll help you out. See you guys at the races next year. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? Bloodlubricants.com, 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save yourself some money. Email me, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. You got a new bike? Hell, you got an old bike? Go to ride-engineering.com. You can use the code KT25 to get 25% off. If you're looking for anything chassis-related, clamps, bar mounts, axle blocks, whatever it is, they even got calipers, brakes. They do it all over there at ride-engineering.com. So go check them out. Use the code. Save yourself some money. If you have any questions, you guys know the email. Visit them. Ride-engineering.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars? You don't want a crossbar? ProTaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips. Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy. So go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KeeferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Kieferink Testing. It's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com.
Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon. PowerMotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Inc. testing gives the best deals possible, and so do Power Motorsports. Hit them up, powermotorsports.com. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it so much. If you guys have any questions about my advertisers, please email me, and I will be happy to help you out. Now back to more Honda talk, Skid Row talk, music, Jeff Emig, lots of stuff here. Here we go. Spoke to Vince Freeze today about his bike, and we talked about rigidity and and I asked him, do you like that feeling? He's like, yeah, I just like a stiffer-natured feel. Some guys do like that, and it works. For you guys wanting a little bit more stability, um, X-Trig does not make a 24 offset for this new-generation Honda, but you can go to 23.5. Adrian has that at Ride Engineering. I have a code if you guys want one of those, but I'm telling you, and you rode with those clamps, it makes a big difference on corner entry. You still get all of the benefit of this light feeling, the Honda cornering, but you just get a little bit more what we like to call um, tire contact patch. Do you understand that? Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to add some more money to your $14,000 motorcycle? <laughs> Buy some fucking clamps. Not right now. Uh, but yeah, that will help, and it does help lessen the, the rigidity. So again cornering dream if you guys are having problems cornering david's not like i said before in other podcasts if you guys are a fan of this show if you have problem with cornering and that's one of your weaknesses get a bike that helps you corner a little bit better and you can try to get a little bit more stable but it's still going to be better than a yamaha or cowie for myself yes yes yep. so that is just one move to go off of if you guys are looking to improve your cornering skills uh suspension 185 stock suspension today. What's up? So rode it for about an hour. <clears throat> Towards the end of the day, the front end became a little soft, mm-hmm. so it's breaking in. Mm-hmm. Rear end felt pretty good, but I bought them out the front end a couple times. Stock settings, I didn't change any clickers. Yep. All we did was set the sag, and that was it. So 105. <clears throat> uh, 105. No, yeah. It was 105, but that's before we broke it in. It's probably more now. Yeah. So I have to readjust that. And but. for you guys listening, it's going to take three to four hours to break in. Mm-hmm. And once it does break in, that front is going to be a little bit softer. Yep. Again, so the move is, this is for me because I've, I've worked with this bike. The move is to try to stiffen that fork up two, and if it's still a little bit soft, slow the rebound down one. And that will calm that front end down a little bit. 
I told Dave to drop his fork to 2.5 mil. So he went from 5 to 2.5. Mm-hmm. You can even go down further if you wanted some more stability and you wanted less dive, Dave. Drop it flush. Okay. That's where your bike was. Yes. I flushed my bike. Glen Helen, that's the best setting. But if you guys have long ruts, faster tracks, flush works, and it still corners really good. Keep your sag at 105. I feel like the shock is a little firmer feeling than the fork. The fork action moves more than the shock. The shock has a lot of performance, and to me, it's really good. Once you start raising that fork up a little bit, the shock will get better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, faster tracks with the shock. I speed up my rebound down one. I'm sorry. I speed up my rebound one. Okay? And then I can even back out my shock one or two to free it up. I looked at your bike today. You didn't bottom out the rear. Mm-mm. Fork you did. Yeah. But the shock you did not. Um, so speed up the rebound down. You can soften it up. I'm 172. You're 185. You're a bigger dude. Just leave it stock. If you find yourself blowing through when you land, like when you come off of a landing and you feel like the rear is just kind of like it's empty and it blows through, tighten that high-speed compression up one quarter, and that'll bring it up a little bit and save you a little bit of uh <laughs> save a little bit of your ass on the seat from smacking down a quarter will help you with that comfort feel. Um, so that is key. The chassis balance and overall of the, you know, feel of the Honda track toughness is a little bit better with the new generation Honda, but you're just not getting the stability of the Yamaha, no matter what. So just know that going in, you're on a Honda, you know, you're going to have to live with a little bit of, of twitchiness. And I don't know if that's the right word because it sounds really bad when you say it. It just has a little bit of a, of a, of a hook, I guess. And it's just a little bit. And, and again, tire contact patch is a great term because that's all it feels like to me is like when I ride a Yamaha, I feel like more of my knobs are in the dirt. With the Honda, I just feel like it's the knobs are up away from the dirt a little bit and light just doesn't have that bite until I get traction or I'm in soft dirt. Then it's like the best bike. West Coast, take some setup. So be patient. It will reward you, but you have to keep on it. Mm-hmm. It's not a bike where you can just leave. Uh, my recommendation to you, Dave, and people out there listening, keep a log. Go to a track, log what you have, what you've done, sag, compression numbers, rebound numbers, clickers, all of that, fork height, that's your setting that you like. Hey, I liked it this day. This is the track condition. Keep that log. You go if you if your if your rotation is four tracks, keep a log of your four tracks. And then when you go to that track before you get there, fucking move your clickers into that way right when before you get there, so you're good. But that's something you have to do with the Honda. Other bikes, it's not that critical. Yeah, <clears throat> but the Honda forces you to do that to enjoy the bike. And once you do that, it's it's very enjoyable. But it's a little bit of a setup. Right. So that's... that's yeah, Yamaha, I just ride everywhere. Yamaha, yeah. you just hop on. You're like, yeah, it's not going to do that great here. I just know it. You know, it's a little bit heavy in the corner. But you, you enjoy some stability. It's easy to ride. You can lug it. Yeah. Um, can you lug this bike? No. Doesn't like to be, doesn't like to be lugged. So you like you got to downshift a second. You got to downshift a second and then rev that out and then shift if you need to. But you can short shift it. Which is okay, it's a different kind of lazy. It is. Like Yamaha, I'm putting third and just... Lug on the corner and right. on the gas. This bike, I tried riding like that. <clears throat> it didn't work out. So Yeah, it's a different kind of lazy. So what I mean by that is like third gear, Yamaha, you know, and you just go. But in second gear, 
with the Honda, you can let it pull farther out on the straightaway in the second gear versus the Yamaha it revs out really quick. Yes. So you can just have to learn to ride second gear a little bit longer, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm saying, a different kind of lazy. You don't mm-hmm. have to be in third gear. Um, if you're out of the corner and, you're, and you shift the third out of the corner, it will provide you enough power. But it's just not going to, if, you, if you're lugging through corners, it just doesn't have enough recovery. No. So that's just yeah. something I noticed. That's what I noticed too today. So riding your bike at Glen Helen a few weeks ago, <clears throat> that's R. where I noticed it, the R. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this bike today, um, it's some of the big ruts and just second gears where home was. So I could ride second gear around the whole track if I wanted to. Right. If I could. <clears throat> but um, And then, well, you can talk about gearing. So the gearing for me, the move, uh, relaxed chassis. So I'm originally on my uh, Racer X pod. I, I told you guys use a 14 tooth counter, and you can, but it's very, very close to the master cylinder for the hydraulic clutch, mm-hmm. and it's too close for comfort. If something goes wrong, <sighs> so yes, it, it, it is possible, but I don't. I probably should read. I should take that back a little bit and do 1350. If you want to be in in third gear, um, that's a better direction. Front's a 13 right now? Yeah. So the back's a 49, so it's one tooth up in the back? Yeah. Okay. So uh, you can go up, do the Jody. Which I'll probably do on any chain sprockets, but... Yeah, so you can do that. It'll help you in third gear, but it will shorten your second gear. So if you're used to riding second gear, exactly. that does change some things. And the difference is is not that much. So you're not going to be like, oh, man, I'm in third gear now. I got a 50. It's not going to change that much. Mm-hmm. You're just going to get in third gear a little bit sooner if you want to do that. Otherwise, keep it 1349. Leave it there. Run in map three. Yeah. If you want a third gear. Cause did you try third gear in map three? I don't think I did. Any TC today? Nothing. I shut it off altogether. Go to keyfringtesting.com right now. There is R article, 22 baseline settings R article, and there is a map and TC combo. I put up two combos there that work really good. So you try that at Glen Helen. Um, so you go there at keyfringtesting.com, look, and try it in map one, and then you put a TC. There's TC2. It's a good combo. Um, so there's a couple different versions you can try, and it's very, very... Uh, noticeable how much traction you have, and it actually helps a lot with cornering when you have some dry, shitty dirt. Uh, so we go over that and the train, the type of train you need to put that TC on, um, help you along with that. So you can go over there to my website and check that out. Uh, hydraulic clutch, Dave. First time you've been on one for a bit. Definitely different. Yeah. Uh, how does how does that how does it feel when you ride? Do you even notice it when you ride? I do. It's uh, well, first off, my lever is a little far out. I got to adjust it. That thing's way too far, dude. So. Oh, Here, here's the deal, people. <laughs> Dave rides all bike all day. Let me let me ride this thing. I ride it, and I can't even reach the damn freaking clutch lever. I'm like, Dave, I, he's so hyped up to ride. I'm like, it takes you two seconds to adjust a Phillips in and a ten millimeter, eight millimeter, and you're you can pull that lever in. The honest truth is, when I got on the bike and rode, I forget to do it. Yeah, so, you're so, so pumped. I was checking the spokes and the chain, you know, the right. chain, all that kind of stuff. I forgot. I got in the bike. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna go back in now. I'm just gonna ride it. Right. And I dealt with it, but. <clears throat> And then when your bike, I'd stall it a couple times because the clutch was too far in. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'll just keep it out. Um, and but it was fine, but I need to bring it in a little bit for sure. Do you, uh, is hydraulic okay with you? I like it. It's you more need- consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no problems with my Yamaha either, don't get me wrong. But right. What about lever pressure? feels good. That's not an issue? Never never changed the, I mean, obviously the hydraulic clutch doesn't change over or right. fade. 
but <clears throat> felt good the whole time. It was consistent, and it got pretty warm out there today. The bike, I could feel the heat off the motor, mm-hmm. so I know it was getting hot. But uh, check radio fluid today at all? Uh, I checked it uh, at home after I did some heat cycles with it. Nothing, nothing today though. Nothing today. I'll check when I get home. Yeah. So just check if it's you're riding deep sand. Um, something to check on. Just make sure you check your radiator fluid. If you want to go to a 1.8 cap, that's something that you can do. That'll help. Um, even a 1.6. What's on there now? I think it's a 1.1. Um, you can go to 1.6 or 1.8. That helps you a little bit to keep some of that water in there. Um, but from what we had a 98, you know, degree day today, and uh, I'm sure it's fine. But if it's sure. deep sand, it's something to. Wear. I mean, right. Yamaha sucks a lot of radiator fluid too. So yeah. just conditions. Uh, brakes coming from a Yamaha going to a Honda brake. You know, felt good all the uh-huh. way around. Uh-huh. Took the first 15 minutes. Obviously, they didn't work. They're brand new. But once it got seated in and the brake pads broke in, I had no problems with them at all. To me, the front brake's a little bit better on a Honda than a Yamaha. Less spongy feeling, more positive. Um, rear brake, I don't really use it that much, so I don't really notice <laughs> anything different. But Remember years ago, Hondas, after a while, the rear brake, would, the master cylinder would go out and you had to buy a whole new master cylinder. Yeah. Does that happen with these Hondas these no. days? No. Okay. No, this um, Honda switched up the brakes a little bit a couple years ago, and the front brake has been really good because they've been getting some flack. Because they used to have the best brakes, and then mm-hmm. Brembo came and KTM, and then that kind of took that over. But Honda, as far as Japanese bikes, got a really good front brake. Mm-hmm. I like that feeling. Um, oh, we all for- forgot it has different rims. The, the, the uh, Dirt Star. Dirt Star, yeah. Different rims. Um, still the stock hubs. Stock hubs, yep. Um, different sprocket. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. But, um, yeah, so there's some different features on here. The hydraulic clutch for me is, um, is neither here nor there. I, I still prefer a cable clutch. I will say the Nissan over the Brembo clutch is a little bit less on off feeling. So I like that a little bit more linear. So, you're going to find out when you go race that hydraulic clutches on starts are a lot different. Hmm. So you got to find that sweet spot for the delivery as you're taking off with oh, the, yeah. with, with the yep. cable. You have a little bit more pull or leverage, right? Right. You'll feel this in your lever when you guys are on the start line. Play with that a little bit. Drag your clutch out and see where that thing starts to pull and feel how it jerks. Hydraulic clutches will always jerk a little bit, and that might fuck your technique up off the start. So that's something that um, you have to get used to with the hydraulic clutch. I talked to Vince today about that, too. Like, he was such a great starter um, on his cable clutch, and then Honda went to the hydraulic clutch, and his start stuff, you know, top five, we wasn't pulling hole shots. So it's just something that you have to get used to. So you guys going from a different bike to a hydraulic clutch, practice starts if you're racing. That's something you're going to have to do. That's good to know because I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, just something you got to get a feel for. Um, Dunlop. Tires, no problem. I, I use them on Yamaha, like my favorite tires. That's all I, that's all I run. Um, I wish the rear tire lasted longer. Tires are expensive. I can get it. Here's the deal. Here's what I tell people, man. <laughs> What's up, man? Here's what I tell people, man. <laughs> you want traction or you want longevity? Pick one. It's traction all because day long. Because you want traction, then you're going to spend some money, and your tire is not going to last. That's true. That's straight the fuck up, Dave. <laughs> All right, you want to buy a $50 uh, Shang Shin and have that <laughs> some bitch last for fucking five months and slide around? Uh, Do that. Uh, but it's going to be tough to blend the two together, okay? I get it. I All get right, it. Dave? 
I get it, man. All right, man. Just letting you know. Four or five rides, maybe. You can go longer. It's your, These your, 450s eat up tires, man. Your prima donna ass needs tires. I probably could go another ride, but I'm like, yeah, I'll just buy another tire, you know. Okay, here's the here's the things that I need to talk to you about about this bike. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Dave, man. my man Dave, love him, great guy. Dave's a great guy. Like, <laughs> straight up, like he's fun to hang out with, good heart. But my man put some questionable shit on his bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Homeboy so is running a Honda. Rocks and run twin walls. Fuck it, Kefa. You know, Kefa, I'm going to get me some 20s. So, what'd you get? I got twin walls, man. 996. I got six. Rocks and runs 996. Shit. You know? <laughs> I go, Dave, the fat bar on there is a good band. Great band, by the way. Yeah. 996, great band. Like that band. I like that band. Rental twin walls are stiff as shit. I know. You stiff. Tell me that. Hey, did you cut the crossbar, Dave? I don't know. Okay. What? I don't know. All right. I guess you're not going to cut that shit. I'm going to cut the crossbar. I just have tools. I couldn't do it at my house. So my man has a Honda with, he's adding the rigidity. I just don't recommend that to you people listening to this podcast. Like, don't get a twin set of twin ones. Get some fat bars. And those are on the stiff side. If you want to do something right, pro tapers. No hate comms on rental. I like, I love Paul. But I'm a pro taper guy. Like, I will buy pro tapers. If they didn't sponsor the show, I would still get pro tapers. Why? Comfort. We're old, Dave. I know. Get it, man. We got bad wrists. We got bad knees. I need some flex. <laughs> I hear you, man. But my man over here likes the look. He loves the looks. And the feel. They feel good. I like the, I, I've never tried the 9.96. So, <laughs> I don't know about the feel for your ass. And honestly, I had the pro tapers on my Yamaha. I had the Fusion Bend because I like a crossbar. Okay, at least, at least you got a few, okay. like, that'll flex, and that, yeah, okay. And the difference between a Rental and a Pro Taper bar, Rental twin wall and fat bar is a five millimeter wall thick, okay? okay. Pro Taper uses a four millimeter wall thickness. So, oh, it's only one millimeter. One millimeter can do, yes, it does, Dave. I believe you. It flexes. Um, I'm sure Paul will come up with some numbers for me and bitch at me about this, but. From the feel standpoint, Pro Tapers flex more, and Honda needs to flex. When we did this in testing, oh, my God, I got to let this out. <laughs> I don't know if I can let this out, but I'm going to let it out. <laughs> in testing, we've tested Pro Tapers in production testing. Hey, let's try some. Maybe come stock with Pro Tapers. No, no, no. No, no, no. They didn't want it, but it was better. Comfort went up. Vibration went down. On the Pro Tapers. Yes. Just less vibration. What about the Renthal Fat Bars? Vibration. Still, okay. A little bit better flex. I mean, the bar band's awesome. Thank God for the bar band. Thank God for Fat Bar. Great bar, strong. Better than a Twin Wall. I'm down. If you want to run a Fat Bar, okay. Still a little stiffer than the, the Pro Tapers, but okay. Still getting a little bit more flex. Um, and just know this. The straighter the bar, the stiffer it will be. Will be. And 996 is a straight bend. As far as straight out like this. Yes. Yes, I noticed that. So the straighter the bend, the tubing, stiffer the feel. You have a bend with some height, a little bit of sweep, less less uh, less rigidity, Dave. So yeah. 
the Pro Taper Fusion bars I had on my Yamaha. It's four millimeter wall. Yeah, you can make it unlock. That's lock. Get, uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. maybe okay. That maybe that works. Maybe that doesn't. It doesn't I don't know. at all. But what I'm saying is, I had Renthal's before me. I'm hot. I'm like, I, they feel exact same to me. Now I'm not going to test. Yeah. Okay. Now if you can't feel it, good for you, man. I can't. Now I, we have. We're going to go to Glen Hill on Thursday for this bike, and that's a true test. That is. That's where I'm going to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go try this thing. <laughs> oh, Kira. <laughs> <gasps> Fuck, man! My hands are pumped up. <laughs> What's wrong, man? I could go three laps. Yeah, yeah well, how you doing, man? Yeah, twin walls are chilling over there. So if you can understand this one, if I tell Keith that, I'd be like, you know, well, what'd I tell you? You know, he goes, yeah. if, I, if I'm gonna put out fires, so what I call? I call you. That's right. That's what when I tell it comes Dave. To dirt bikes. Listen to me. This is what I tell Dave, people. If I want to know something about fires, I'm calling you. Yeah, I'm going to listen to every fucking detail you have to tell me about fires and yes. what not to do. Right. You want to come to me about bikes? Which I do. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> I don't. I always do what you want me to do. Okay, the bars? I might my s- second thing about Dave right now. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps let me get to, The hits keep coming. I, let me just get, oh, yeah. My man gets a new works edition. Buys these fucked up ODI lock-ons. Okay. That's all they had. <laughs> it was all they had. That's all they fucking had, man. Dude, there's shops all around the high des. You could have got some. Hey, hello. Ring. Hello. Hey, Dave. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, man? Oh, no, just hanging out. Uh, Kiefer, you think you got some half awful uh, rental? Yeah, man. I got a whole shit ton of them here. You want it? Yeah, man. Come on over. All right, man. See you later. Didn't get that call. Well. I'm not going to call you and ask you. I just, I, it's I, grips. You're not calling for a fucking dirt bike. I, you have a dirt bike that I let you fucking buy. I know, which, but you being a good buddy, I'm not going to sit there and take advantage of you. Hey, can I get some free stuff? Here's the deal. If you didn't go to the fucking shop and didn't try to get some and just ask me for it, i had been like, suck a dick. Okay. All right. But if you went and said, hey, brother, I went to the shop. You know that our awesome fucking shop up here didn't have any rental, normal half waffles. Yeah, the full but can I borrow some? And I'll, I'll, I'll get back to your stock. No problem. All right. So my man puts on these Funkadelic ODIs that look like dog shit. <laughs> They're not bad. Dog shit. The rental, the bar, the, and the lock on. So let's just add some more rigidity to your fucking shit. Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> Why not? You know, let's just stack the fucking bricks on the top of this Honda. That I agree with you on. You get a, a, a tube. A lock-on tube? Uh, other side's the fucking tube? <laughs> Rigid. I know. Okay. Glue. Point will... T- I have all this. I just need grips. So today, give me some grips so I can fix that problem. Okay. <sighs> what else? That's it. That's just the two things that I needed to get off my chest. Okay. Here's what I want to talk to you about. Okay. I want to take the... You said don't take the cone on the back muffler. Do not take the insert. Because it takes away bottom end. Back pressure. Correct. I mean, that much? A lot? Do you want your bike to sound like a 1974 fucking Hodaka that's going down Main Street in Asperia, California? No. With a guy with a Metallica shirt and a bandana on trying to do a wheelie. <laughs> that's what it's going to sound like. Okay. <laughs> and it takes away bottom end, you said. It gets it loud. Okay. Right. It sounds like dog shit. For you guys, great point, though, because I didn't mention this in the podcast, but it reminds me. I had my insert blow out so the little screw that holds the insert in backs out and then all of a sudden you're like why does my bike sound like dog shit oh shit my insert's gone somewhere on the track did you look at that did you try to tighten that thing yet 
I did at the house before I rubbed it in. So it's tight. It's tight, yeah. If you can, it's it's a pain in the ass, I understand this, to get that screw in and, and finagle it. A little blue lock tight. Ensure that you're not going to be on the Hodaka down Main Street at your local track. That's the move. But, yes, keep the freaking insert in. Back pressure. This bike lights back pressure. Yes, you might say, oh, Kiefer, you want less bottom end of this bike anyway. Yes, when you take that insert out, it does create less bottom end, which is okay, fine, right? But it leaves you with disconnection from your wrist to your to your rear wheel. And what I mean by that is there's not as much rear wheel connection because now you got a dead feeling and all of a sudden, gah! Mm-hmm. So now there's just this disconnect. Mm-hmm. The insert helps that connection. It, it's such a weird experience for me to try to explain this to you over the podcast because you have to feel it. When you have a bike that follows your wrist, and I'm trying to do this, you guys can't see it, which we need to do. I'm going to make a, I'm going to do this like Pulp Show and make a video so when we talk, people can see this thing and we'll put it on YouTube. Okay. So you can see the faces that I make you when we're doing this shit. <laughs> I know. It's, that's why I'm laughing. But when you move your, your throttle hand, you want that to mimic the rear wheel spinning, right? Instantaneous. You just want it to the be equal. Right. You have disconnection mm-hmm. because you took that insert out. It's like there's a, like a delay. Maybe not a delay, but it's like a pause. Okay. And I guess it's the, that's what a delay is, right? But like when you roll it on, it's like, it just doesn't feel like when you're turning your throttle hand. Okay. The throttle position doesn't match up to the rear wheel. That's a big thing with these these 450s, man. You want to have rear wheel connection. You want a lot of horsepower. Sure, people are like, I don't want 65 horsepower. Yeah, you do if it's connected because mm-hmm. it's fun and easy to ride then because mm-hmm. then you can ride third gear everywhere. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> let's listen to the other media. I'll see what they say about the Works Edition, but that is the Works Edition in a nutshell. The engine is a better engine. Suspension, I would say, is a little bit smoother action. Of course, you're going to say that with the coatings. Is it worth the $3,000, $4,000, Dave? Why? There's a third one. (laughs) Here's a a third one. (laughs) Why wouldn't you just go with the R? Well, a few reasons. One, um, I like the fact that it had better suspension on it and the coatings. I'm like, that'd be kind of cool to have. Okay. First of Um, all, stop. You didn't know it had different valving until just today. No, I I know it did. Uh, not the valving, but I knew that the, um, the shafts were long. The shaft was bigger. The shaft was bigger. I read all that stuff on it. So that was like an. So if you guys wanted that shock's like an A kit shock. Yeah. Because the eighteen mil shaft. Okay, go ahead. Um, <clears throat> I also like the fact that it can make the exhaust and basically a bike that can just start riding. Have to worry about putting anything on it. Okay. So so to you, it's worth the four grand because you're going to spend that anyway. Well, that's what me and. Stephanie talked about it. She's like, why don't you just get a works edition, then it's all done. Except do your suspension when, when after 30 hours, I'll take the suspension and get it done. It's never all done, Dave. Well, but. This is what we tell our spouses. Yeah. But you know what we're talking about. Like, uh, oh, clamp, you know. I, uh, there's a clamp box here. What's all this about? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing. Don't worry about Kiva's got me testing some shit. Kiefer, I've used that more than one time. <laughs> Kiva's had me test this stuff. Did you pay for it? No. Oh, great. Why is there a bill in there? Um, I don't know. Uh, Kiva's charging me. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that a few times. Um, but we talked about it. She's like, well, you can put the stuff on there anyway. Why don't you just buy a bike and be done with it? And also, the, the Works Edition looks way better than the standard. I mean, I think it looks cooler. comes with graphics. And I had the extra money, and why not buy it? So that's what I did. Uh, let's call a spade a spade. In our In our world, our motorcycle world, you want to feel cool. You want to look good. Like, Absolutely. I, I, Maybe not everybody, and there's soul riders out there. I understand that. But, like, 
you especially, you want to look good. You want your shit to look nice. You take pride in what you have. Your truck's clean. Your, your, your areas are clean. Like, you take pride in what you got because you know how much money it is and what it's like to work for it. Right. So, if you can afford it, I mean, there is some significant enhancements to the works edition. If you can't, it's not the end of the world. You can, that R is just fine. There's just little subtleties that'll be a little bit different. It's not as smooth. Um, the fork is a, the action is not as smooth as the works edition. Um, I would say hold up is about the same on suspension on each. Uh, ergonomically, that's the same. Uh, yeah, you're getting a little bit better rim. Do I really notice it in the long run? No. Um, a better seat cover, I do like that, but that's you know seventy five bucks or whatever. So the looks is the thing. Mm-hmm. It looks like you're fucking pulling up to a one. Absolutely, got a full Yosh. That's you know fifteen hundred bucks. Yep, <clears throat> easy. Um, you know, so, comes with. Would you ever own a bike and not put a aftermarket muffler on it? This is a great question. Um, well, my last Yamaha. It took me a long time to put an aftermarket last. You said just keep the stock one on there. I did. I told you do not do not do it. But yet you had a. Why don't you get your stuff you for can't free? Judge shit. I know, but I I always want something that sounds better and looks better than. And the stock is super heavy anyway, right. so I'm like, I want to get something off there a little bit lighter, but it sounds better too. So that's where we went with the PC exhaust. But mm-hmm. um, it's so hard. You will to not s- get another exhaust for this thing. No, this I'm is a, what you got. I'm stuck with it. Okay. Now I know you've said FMF's better. <clears throat> I'm not sure with this with this you know the porting. And the FMF is better, but I did not know when they're going to get them in stock. Right. So. Right now, I, I'm happy with this bike so far. I'm at, the exhaust is on there. All I'm doing to it is a new suspension. That's it. All right. That's who, it. Who are you going to go to the suspension? That's something oh, for debate. So I've always had Enzo with Yamaha. Mm-hmm. You said Enzo's good. Mm-hmm. You also said Works Connection's good. Try something different. That's Works Connection or Factory Connection? Uh, factory Connection, excuse yeah. me. Factory Connection. So. I don't think Works Connection do suspension. <laughs> I mean. Eric's doing suspension. <laughs> so we, we'll talk about that when it comes time comes. But, yeah. um, you know, I'm changing up Honda. change up a place and. You know, it's kind of. I saw a works uh, factory connection uh, van at uh, State Fair last week. Yep. That helps you with suspension. I've never seen Enzo out there, which is a big deal for me. The guys like me, if you're not around, like yep. hey, I need somebody to help me with my suspension. Race Tech will come. Or Race Tech. So either one. I, I mean, it's probably going to go with one of those two. We'll Some see. of the best Honda stuff I have was Race Tech. Really? Yeah. And I'm pretty honest on this project. They, they sponsor the show, and 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 they listen and they understand too. Like some of the other brands of bikes. Maybe we didn't work hard enough or something, but it, it's not the best feeling stuff I've ever had, right? But when I got on the Honda, Race Tech's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. My stuff was really good. So there's that. And then, and then I also like that factory connection mm-hmm. has a new uh, link and knuckle that I think the Honda needs. Mm-hmm. Race Team has a different system on theirs, and I don't know what the ratios are or nothing like that, but I know that factory connection is working on one, and I'm going to try it. So... Hopefully that will help. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So you want me to keep the stock clamps on there for now? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would. I mean, I think you would like twenty three point fives more, right? But and with these twenty twos, twenty twos, yeah. So mm-hmm. way down the road, down a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I, that's why I'm interested to see what Glen Helen a little faster, rougher. I mean, we need to get Dave back east, people. Yeah. Sh- Get some true ruts. You guys listening back east to salivate, and we got to get Dave back here for some deep, deep shit. Oh, man. I'm going to go to Texas with Aiden. You should come. We'll win. Oh, we'll, we'll plan it, but I'm just saying I'm going to go to Texas for a week. What's it, Where at? Uh, I don't know exactly where, but underground. We'll go to underground. Okay. Um, got a 
couple other tracks we can go to. Three Palms. Well, you know, I'm in. So just did a little softer dirt, a little different dirt. I'd love to go track. I would love to go back east, too, uh, pending time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I went to Colorado, and we get that nice farm deep dirt. It's it's a whole different world. Well, I'm sure I've always wanted to do that. So, um, again, if you guys have any questions about this bike, Chris at keyforinktesting.com. Uh, more than happy to, to share some information with you, but that's suspension spec. Uh, you guys can go to the 22 CRF 450R baseline settings right now up on my site. Uh, do not know if I'm going to get a baseline settings for this, but if you guys need one, just listen to this podcast. I kind of set you guys up with that already. If not, email me and I will uh, give you guys a quick uh, rundown and uh, send you guys that. Um, Dave's riding Thursday. If you see a guy, 74... That looks like Ken Roxon with FXR gear. That's Dave. <laughs> That's uh, Kenny Martinez, everybody. <laughs> Kenny Martinez. He is the, uh, uh, what do we call him? You're like our, you're Mexican, but you're white. You're just a white Mexican. Yeah, you never guess I'm Mexican. My last name is Martinez. Um, any redhead other, freckled. That's weird. Any other information that you think these people need to know about this bike? What about the skid plate bolt that's stripped out? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to. Throw the dealer on the bus. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. B&B Cycles, everybody. Hi, Des. Uh, so B&B Cycles, who Murray helped me out quite a bit. I mean. Look, it's just not them. It's just not them. A lot of dealers have shady-ass mechanics. So the guy that put the bike together, I mean, I was got there by 1130. They said the bike would be right about, you know, about noon. So I got there about 30 minutes early. It was out of the crate. You know, I'm stoked. It's been a lot of money. I've been wanting this bike, blah, 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 blah. He's putting the bike together. The bike looked like it was together, but it took him literally 10 minutes put the crossbar pad on so then he's like hey we got to torque everything down i'm like well listen i'm gonna go home take it apart and grease it like i do don't have to worry about it so he's like well policy so okay so this guy's setup fee setup fee so yeah. this guy is torquing my triple clamps on and was he must have put it at 50 foot pounds i don't know is what creaking yeah but i i could barely get him off and i got him home hmm. and then i went to take the skid plate off and uh if you guys know Dave like I know Dave, I can just picture him freaking out right now. One of the bolts was stripped. Not stripped fully, but it's getting ready to strip because he put it in there. He cross-threaded it. Is your skip plate on, then? Yeah, it was on, but because okay. it came off, he put it on and cross-threaded it. Uh, so you can look at the you know the, the threads that are shining because he cross-threaded it. I'm like, God dang it. So you haven't taken it off yet? Uh-uh. Well, I was checking it, and I'm like, hmm, kind of loose. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. So I took it off. I'm like, oh, that's why I was loose because he put it in there cross-threaded and didn't tighten it up. So it's going to eventually strip out, so... You know, yeah. like you and I talked about, it's not worth the fight going to the dealer. I'll just yeah. fix it myself. It's so. just, it's just sucks. It's, it's, it's a bad experience sometimes when you go to, it's like going to get a car. Um, you're like, dude, I, I don't care about your setup fee. This whole thing that dealers have to go through. It's like, you should leave it up to the customer. Hey, we're not liable for your bike. If you want to set it up, here's the crate. Boom. Take it. Yeah. Uh, if you want us to set it up, fine. <laughs> we will. And we will actually do XXX mm-hmm. and then you will have. Uh, your bike set up and there is dealers i know power they'll have a checklist and those you can see who did it mechanic did you have that no okay so power they have the mechanic's name and there's a whole row of shit that he checks off i did all this and so you know what actually went on and then if you're anal you can actually go through that checklist and see if it's done yeah i mean i don't know the one thing i noticed too in the manuals um there's no torque settings for like some of the linkage bolts so i went on Keyframe testing at the torque, the new torque specs for the right. Honda, which are great. But there the are manual, torque settings. There, uh, <clears throat> uh, I couldn't find them. In, there's not in the manual. Like, hold on, I got them right here. Dudek, 
Fill some time in, Dave. Let me let me get this. Go ahead. The steering stem, not you know, I did the triple clamps. There's no like torque for that. Uh, the pivot shaft and the rear swing arm is new for for keyframe testing stuff. But you know the rocker, the arms of the underneath the, the for the linkage. There's uh-huh. no. I just put them tight because there's. I didn't have any specs in the manual, which is crazy because usually have that stuff in there. Right. So. I know that if you do buy one of these bikes, I took the linkage apart and greased it and the head bearings, and they were completely dry. I oh, mean, there you go. Little little grease, but nothing. I mean, I, I just it took me an hour to be done with it. So it's just FYI if you could buy one of these bikes. Um, let me see here. I thought I had it. September 16th. Uh, Ryan. Hey, everybody. Great show, everybody. Awesome. Uh, I'm just here just doing this. Trying to find you guys, like, there is a, I guess I can't find it. I will find it, though. There is a link where you can look at torque specs. Mm. I will try to find it, and I thought it was in my phone, and it's not. I thought it was in my emails, and it's not. So, um, I'm sure somebody's going to be looking for those eventually. I got online. I tried to Google it, and yep. there was other guys on there saying, hey, you need torque specs? Like, there's not in the manual, so it's not just me. Yeah, there is. So it's a difficult to find, I guess. Yeah. And then there's some stuff online, too. So I will try to get you guys that if you guys need the torque specs. If not, there's torque specs up on my site that are recommended that are different than the standard, which actually help compliancy, which works on the WE and the R. Mm-hmm. So you can do that. Did you do that already? I did. Okay. Yep. And uh, that actually helps calm the bike down and soften it up a little bit. So, um, yeah. So that covers the WE. Dave bought one $14,000 later. Mm-hmm. Seemed like you're happy with your decision. Yeah, and uh, today was a good day. I mean, can we race? I've uh, national. Can we? Can we race more? We go. We race. Well. Can we race more, Dave? <laughs> don't give me your excuse. I gotta work. I don't know. You know what days you have off? It unless I get forced. It's just one of those things that's hard. Right can we now. at least plan to race? Vet national. You need to race once or twice before then. Okay, well, races. Local. Ra- I don't give a shit. You what about what about the weekend before the Vet National REM October Cross? You race the Vet National track at Glen Helen on the big track. What about that, Dave? I'm in. Okay. The weekend before? The okay. weekend before. Okay. Okay, everyone here on this show heard this. Now, if I go to this race and Dave is not here, is there somewhere we can hold you accountable? Is there an email that people can yell at you on? Yeah. Go ahead. David M underscore 74 at yahoo.com. Is there a sneaky Bradshaw email anywhere? Uh, not yet. David underscore Bradshaw 45 at yahoo.com. <laughs> David is the gnarliest Bradshaw fan ever in life. It's insane. Yeah. Like, he was, if literally Bradshaw whipped out his dick, Dave might play with it. I might. Because back in the day. Hey, man, let me tickle your nuts. <clears throat> he was the baddest dude ever. He was a bad dude. He, had the best, he still is a bad dude. Like, he's a style, great, great dude. Best style. Hung it out. Wasn't there to wasn't there to be friends with people who wanted to run races, you know? So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, he was like a that in that area is like a modern day Bob Hanna, I would assume, mm-hmm. right? Um, who was your dad's favorite rider? Oh man, as far as motocross stuff goes, he was a big fan of everybody. My favorite rider back in the day was Emic. Yeah, I liked Emic. Emic was always good. Yeah, he had style. I like style. The memory I have from Emic, and I told him this a couple months ago before Loretta's. I said, "You know, what my memory about you is Jeff," and he's like, "What?" Glen Helen used to have uh, a Supercross track in the Speedway, that little Speedway, mm-hmm. and there would be Supercross night practice there. Did you ever go to that? No. And it was like a it was like a jumpier version of a amateur Supercross, right? So 
and this has got to be in the 90s, right? So I'm like, I think I just started driving, drove myself down there, and I'm parked, and I hear someone just bumping. As you get closer, I hear, monkey business, flipping in the trash, monkey business. You know what the song is? No. Skid Row. Okay. He was blasting Skid fucking Row, dude. This is what he had on. Hold on. Wait till it kicks in. I don't remember the song at all. <clears throat> I was getting, a, I was picturing me getting dressed, looking, looking across the pits. Seeing Jeff just blaring this. Yeah! <laughs> He's getting dressed just all. <laughs> so I'm getting dressed, right? And I see Jeff getting dressed. Black doesn't even turn it down. Just. Putting his bike on the stand looks sick. You know, he's got his Fast Boys Thor gear on. And Cow- I'm like, Cowie Days? Yamaha. Yamaha. <clears throat> yeah. This is a good song, though. Dude, this is a great song. Skid Row's good. So, right then, I was like, this dude's a bad motherfucker. Do you remember when you told him this? Yeah, he started laughing. Immediately, I started. <laughs> he started. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Hey, so I started telling him, and uh, and he starts laughing right when I said, "Hey, man!" I saw. I, we need to look, I told him that supercross track. Yeah, he's like, "Oh yeah, I remember doing that." And it's like, all right, I parked, and he's like, "And I see you pulling in," and I, and I go, "All I remember is you blasting." And as soon as I started, started blasting, he starts like turning red and starts laughing. And he's like, "And I go, you had Skid Row Monkey business." He starts dying. He's like, "Dude, I can't believe you remember that." I go, "Dude, it was sick." Wow, good times back then. This one goes to you. All right. 97.5 KNAC. That's right. We have Skid Row Monkey Business. This one goes out to Jeff Emig. That's right. Fro. Bad motherfucker from St. Louis, Missouri. That's right. Number eight. What other number did he have, Dave? Uh, number one. Number two. Number eight. Number eight. Number two. I remember number two, yeah. Uh, what was that? Gosh, we suck at history. He was number eight on the Yamaha. All right, this has been the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. We're going to go out here with some Skid Row. That's right. 97 degrees up here in Asperia, California. Wow. Skid Row going way back. This got to be 90s. Oh, it's got to be. What's your favorite Skid Row song? 18 in Life. Is it? Well, I haven't heard Skid Row forever. That's the only one I have is 18 What about I Remember You? Oh, that's a good one, too. Matter of fact, on the way home, I'm going to download this stuff to my, my phone because this is good. Yeah, all right. We're going to slow it down here on the exit of this Rocky Mountain podcast. That's right. This is Chris Kiefer. Got a little skid row for you. That's right. If, could, it if they could picture us back in the day, 20 years ago, 7. with our spiky hair, frosted tips, yeah. chain necklaces, with the LBZ colored shirts. Yeah. It's been a fun podcast, Dave. Thank you. Thanks for bringing it back, man. <laughs> we brought it back. Thanks for buying that $14,000 fucking dirt bike. <clears throat> Thanks, Stephanie. 2022 Honda Sierra 450 RWE. Thank you, Dave, and thank you guys for listening. It's been a fun one. We're going to try to do these fun things every week, as you guys know. 
Next week, we'll have some uh, Husqvarna talk. Um, as always, hit me up if you have any questions. Support these advertisers that are on the show, man. They are hardcore enthusiasts. They like to laugh. They like to have fun. But most of all, they love to ride dirt bikes. So uh, please support these people that support us. Uh, it helps us out, keeps these uh, fun times up and moving, keeps us laughing, keeps us giving you guys information that you guys need. And if you guys see me at the track, let's talk about music, dirt bikes, Hondas, Dave's fucking uh, cologne that he's wearing, whatever it is that you guys want to talk about. Let's do it. Are you wearing Curve still? No. I haven't gotten any, but I'm going to get some. This is, uh... this is what you're going to do. It's going to be a whole thing. You're going to go to Harris Got Chalks after this. You're going to get a swatch. You're going to download Skid Row, and you're going to buy some Cavaricis and get some Curve Cologne. Curvy Curve, man. <clears throat> hey, you Blue can't Parrot. go wrong with it. That's right. Blue Parrot. Dollar drinks. That's right. $2 wells. Last call. Last, Last call, call for alcohol. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you next week. Oh, dude, you can't go wrong with that. That's good. See you guys later.